You are now listening to Rest Days. Before we dive into this week's episode, it's important to note that some of the topics we cover could be triggering, so listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome back to Rest Days. We have a super special episode today that we have titled We Only Marched for 30 Minutes, a Mardi Gras special with Maria Terry. (laughs) I'm one of your hosts, Lauren Lavelle, and we have our expert in marching, Maria (laughs) Sylvester Terry, here to tell us a little bit about Mardi Gras. Hi, Maria. Hi, Lauren. I'm good. It's January 12th, the day that we are recording it. And for the last six days, we've been in carnival season. And Lauren's going to interview me today, which is an honor. Um, And also sort of an interrogation. Um, So I'm I'm equally excited and terrified. I thought I would share that while the rest of the world is starting over in the new year, starting a fresh year, we here in really Louisiana, um, you know, across Louisiana, but especially in New Orleans, we don't really start over. We just continue the celebrations of the holidays. And on January 6th is the Epiphany, which begins carnival season, which goes on until Ash Wednesday. It concludes on Mardi Gras Day, which is a Tuesday, Fat Tuesday, you've probably heard of it. Um, So people take their Christmas trees and they start decorating them with purple and green and gold tinsel and they change the lights on their tree and they hang up different ornaments and they change out the we do we change the christmas wreath maybe put a mardi gras bow on it maybe shift out a few things but decorating your christmas tree as a mardi gras tree is a thing uh going from holiday sweets and cocktails into king cake and you know parade drinks is a thing brunches quarter lunches they're all over the place all year but this time of year they're extra special so mm. and by the quarter i mean the french quarter love so you gotta love a brunch um so we thought we would talk about this today it was really lauren's idea um but i'm making a connection to it from last week's episode which is that uh, we had folks in our workshop that talked about moving for life, right? Incorporating movement into life rather than making your whole life about movement. I've got to go to the gym five times a week. I've got to do this. I've got to do that to be healthy. Rather, okay, what kind of movement do I want to be doing in my life and what feels good and exciting and fun? And I certainly feel like I have some uh, interesting tidbits to share about about that because that really is my my life here in New Orleans is fitting movement into life in a really silly and fun way. So I'm just going to hand it over to Lauren. I am a little nervous as to what the questions are going to be, but I I trust you. So here we go. Yeah, I think this episode is for anyone who, number one, is very familiar with Mardi Gras to like really identify with Maria's experience. But also, number two, for people like me, because I had a conversation with Maria and the whole thing came up because she was... (laughs) in a little bit of a huff and I was like what's going on and she's just like well we only march for 30 minutes and I was like what do you even do <laughs> you gotta figure what out guys, what you do <laughs> what are you guys doing over there I, I said hold on wait a second I'm friends with with 
this this person this is one of my my closest my best friends i have no idea what's going on she's in multiple troops i don't know i don't know yeah i i thought we could really talk about a little bit about mardi gras a little bit about movement and my first question for maria is how did you get into this okay great question so when I moved here, um, it is common as someone who is new to the city to like not join anything at all. It's sometimes recommended by people who've lived here for a long time, like just enjoy the Mardi Gras season, experience the joy and the celebration and the sillies, and don't rush yourself into getting involved. Like actually find a group or a crew that aligns with you. Um, a lot of our crews are philanthropic, um, are social justice oriented. And so you might want to find a crew that meets meets you where you're at. Um, in that alignment. So my first year here, I was, you know, it was <laughs> February 2020 was our Mardi, first Mardi Gras here. And that was obviously how New Orleans became a hotspot for the COVID epidemic or pandemic. Um, it was bad. I was working in the VA hospital. We really didn't have any idea what was going on yet. And uh, my experience with kind of what Mardi Gras was, was just that it was a lot of parades and a really cool dance groups and musicians and school bands and, um, you know, the kids, the kids are incredible, um, different schools and their dancers and their cheer teams. And the food just is where the whole city comes together and watches parades. There's throws and like freebies, right? Basically, it's like mm -hmm. thrown out to strangers. Um, uh, amidst all of the just like the fun vibes and celebratory feels of the season, which is somewhere in the realm of six weeks or so, um, depending on how the calendar shakes out with when Ash Wednesday is, which depends on when Easter is, which depends on where Pentecost is. I mean, it's just some bizarre Catholic nonsense, um, that calendar. So how did I get involved is I had friends that were in different crews that I had made, but I had years of just sort of living in New Orleans before getting involved because of COVID. So we didn't right. have a Mardi Gras after that. We had a very quiet, quiet season. There were house floats, which is when people decorated their homes as Mardi Gras floats. And I had friends come and visit and we would do you know, a tour of the city. We ate king cake and we looked at all the houses. But I didn't really get involved in a crew until I have two close friends who were in a dance crew. And they asked me to consider joining because they were in it. They loved it. The people in it are really welcoming. Um, it's a very diverse group, diverse bodies. And I just took a chance and thought, I really like to dance, so maybe I'll try it. There were no auditions. So if you want the short answer, I got involved because there were no auditions and I wasn't scared of getting cut because I have that uh, yeah. gym class trauma. And um, the rest is history. I joined the group and showed up to all the practices, and I was pretty terrible at first and got better as I practiced. Amazing. So yeah. it sounds like if someone is interested and in Maria's opinion, willing to put in the work. Yeah, um, it is. It is a lot of time work. And I'm in a low stakes group. I mean, there are people that I mean, all year long, they're creating throws, they're decorating shoes, they're decorating chalices. I mean, it is a financial and a time investment. Absolutely. I, I just think it's, it's nice that they're is some space for someone who's like, oh, I don't really know how much of this like I can do, but I'm going to come in and I'm going to work. And like you said, it's about the showing up to the practices and like marching. Um, yeah, so, yes. And marching. Right. I think something to, prepared to march. Come, right. And in some cases, the crews are coming prepared to build 
a bathtub attached to wheels attached to a motor because that's their crew um or you know there's the the lazy boys um where they are in lazy boy chairs but it's laissez-faire spelling um and that's that's you coming to practice is you coming and building something um maybe it's you getting buying all the glitter to create all of your sunglasses and shoes or whatever I didn't want a heavy duty experience where my life was going to become the crew. There's over 70 crews and there's 78 or something. So a lot for people to get involved in, um, but to be able to choose your own investment style is, is really nice. So I went with something that felt more like me. Uh, Auditioning felt awful. I was not going to join a crew that I had to audition for. True, true. That seems, I mean, that seems fair. And it's everybody's style is a little different. Um, How many, crews are you in oh great question i'm in two um <laughs> i'm in crew Deloon. i want everyone to know that i found that out like last week <laughs> or whenever we had this conversation because again maria was really just like oh there's so much going on we have to review the tapes yeah, <laughs> we'll play it back. yeah. so <laughs> so i um, I'm in Crew de Lune, which I'm a part of their dance crew, which is the um, Star Step and Cosmonauties. We are a um, kind of sexy alien astronaut, spacey uh, kind of vibe, um, which is amazing. And then I also this year joined Crew of Uranus, which is only marching in the uh, Chewbacca's parade, which is Star Wars themed. And um, we always, uh, from my understanding, the, the history of the crew is having a butt or Uranus themed uh, outfit and, you know, uh, materials, throws, etc. And this year it's fitness in Uranus. It was a perfect year for me to join. Yes. Um, I'm very excited. So those are my my two. I'm in three parades, three weekends in a row. And then my crew, Crew de Lune, has a space ball. We host space ball each year. And that is the week after. So I have four weekends in a row of just pure chaos and revelry and costuming. I'm unprepared. She says she's unprepared, but I've seen the woman's closet and I would <laughs> beg to differ. So um, I would. Okay. Okay. Fair. <laughs> um I would love to know how you feel like you can prepare your body to do this Mm. and how you also work on fueling your body to carry you through these different movements, these different practices, and also the actual events, particularly when there is a lot of alcohol involved for some people. I know not everybody drinks, but it is an alcohol heavy kind of culture. Um, so how do you stay stay in it, stay invested, stay recovered, and how do you recover after you do all your marching? Tell yeah. Me. Okay. So the first thing I'll say is joining a dance group that is focused on celebration and Mardi Gras actually helped me focus less on nutrition and not be so fixated on it because I think if I was planning to run a six mile race, I'd be all up in my feels about, okay, am I hydrated? Am I well fueled? Like, is it going to go really well? Because I wasn't going to have fun. Maybe it was going to feel really serious, but because I am dancing for six miles in a costume and I don't know, it just feels different. So I'm happy to eat the pizza that's provided by the crew before we start. I'm happy to drink the jello shots or the water sips or whatever's offered to me on the route. It just feels like I don't have to perfect nutrition. However, 
on the flip side, it is not fun to be tired when you have to keep marching. It is not fun to dance tired. Six you don't... miles of dance marching is literally not a drill. I no, <laughs> no, it ranks on whoop. It is my most arduous effort. Is my highest strain each year. Is my six the six mile parade. Six point three. We should just yeah. Let's let's pull it back to also. You said. It is so much fun. So the activity that is the most strenuous for you all year long, according to your wearable, is also something that you extreme like you look forward to, you Love put it. yourself into, you dive into, you get to be silly. And there's something to be said about joyful movement there. Yes, yes. And the pressure released off of having to be perfect. There are three dietitians in my dance crew this year. So <laughs> we pulled together some nutrition tips, some hydration tips that we're going to share with the group. I which think hydration is, is the number one. Yes. Six miles. It's a lot. So I'll tell you like the nooks and crannies of this is we start telling people to start hydrating two, three days before because you can't drink a lot of water on the route because you can't just stop and go pee anywhere. Um, in this, the French quarter you can't drive a truck it's just a cart so we don't have our little porta potty on the back of a truck that we can jump onto in the middle of a parade and then you have to have you have to consider i'm wearing tights and then i'm wearing fishnets i might be wearing a bodysuit or uh, shorts but it's very difficult to get undressed in a moving vehicle on a porta potty in the dark like all of it doesn't yeah, was, shake out I was hoping that we would go back to the porta potty on the truck. So thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We will. Yeah, we will. <laughs> we can keep going there. So you have to consider how do I stay hydrated for the next three or four hours? Um, you have to come hydrated. Okay. So at the end of the parade, we always have a big thing of snacks, uh, lots of, you know, like the goodies, the Oreos, the nutter butters, um, Doritos, the salt, savory, sweet thing that you really want. And then it's always a drive to Taco Bell for me and Caleb. I love getting to Taco Bell, ordering my favorite things and just loading up. I'm not, you know, it's not and like I'm Baja going to blast. Yeah. <laughs> Baja be my blast is my favorite meme ever. Um, the body of Christ indeed. So I, I find that it is, again, like, is that what I would do after a half marathon? Would I eat Taco Bell? Probably not. But like, it's just kind of fun. I've had all this fun. I'm, I'm just not taking myself so seriously. I do treat myself like an athlete all season long, though. Like, I'm right. not, I'm not drinking a lot of alcohol, um, especially around parades. Um, I'm not overdoing it. Like I have my walking pad, which has been really great for training my legs, uh, but I'm going to practice and I'm not showing up to practice underfed. I'm not showing up to practice overtired or overexhausted from having exercised too much. I'm really yeah. thoughtful about it because if you overdo it, plantar fasciitis is a bitch. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, like you, you can get really tight, your toes can hurt, you can get blisters. So I'm very thoughtful about it. It's and it's also just something that's taught me to just have fun. Um, so it's been a way to incorporate movement. I mean, I've practiced almost every Monday of the year, almost every Monday, except for the summers. But in the summers, we're teaching the newbies. So there's still so much practice. Um, and I, I just really love it. I love that. And this is, again, like we said, a real look at what joyful movement looks like. You may not be in New Orleans or interested in marching in a parade, but um, or, or several. But, <laughs> um, it's it's really like a testament to how we treat our bodies and how we can 
how we can treat our bodies to movement that feels really good. Um, I did have a, a couple of silly questions. <laughs> sure. When we started talking about this, mind you, Maria is from the Philadelphia area and now lives in New Orleans. And I was like, hold on a second. Super involved <laughs> in parades, wearing makeup. Maria, are you a mummer? So <laughs> I'm wondering if this is just a subconscious like parade culture thing that you really like locked in on the dance background, the mummer parade. What's going on, Maria? Can you know, you I don't I don't know. Maybe my therapist can. I really don't know. I think, yes, yeah, so I will tell you. Dance, huge part of my life. Right here in front of my desk. Oh, I already know what it is. <laughs> is my my favorite, favorite recital picture. And I have to tell you, it was not my favorite recital picture for a long time because I didn't like the way I looked, right? But I love it now. I just have it hanging up. Over here, I have a picture of my dad and I at Thanksgiving Parade in Philadelphia, which we went to every year. So in a way, dancing and parades have always been a part of my life. And then at some point they weren't, right? Other than like right. the Eagles Super Bowl parade, there really wasn't anything else. And I never... Not a parade. No, no, it's just a <laughs> fanfare. Yeah. So I went and, you know, kind of, I laughed a little bit to myself too when I started doing all this. I said, am I a mummer? It was a question I asked myself. <laughs> um, no, I'm not a mummer. Um, I think the mummers are in inherently problematic and they've bankrupted the city of Philadelphia. They owe the city so much money. They are often um, really politically unsound and unsavory and not... <laughs> I know not I'm type. type I, I'm not typecasting them. I'm not trying to blanket statement. There are wonderful people that are members and string string musicians and all of that. But generally speaking, the um, the vibe of being in a crew is not like the vibe of being a mummer um, at all. But some things are similar. Like you have a den or a big warehouse space where you're building things, right. uh, building floats, and like the artistry and the craftsmanship. Um, are all similar. And funny enough, I find that different crews have sort of similar folks. Like we have a lot of helper professionals in my crew, therapists, dietitians, doctors, nurses, um, like, you know, attorneys that work with at-risk children, um, like really powerfully compassionate people. Um, so it makes for a different vibe. So, and that if Not you are familiar with though. Like no, like, and these the energy of the crew probably attracts, the yeah, people who gravitate towards it. So that doesn't surprise me. It's just fun. It is fun, and I think I'm just making the connection to you know um, a lot of the mummers are tradespeople, people of a specific trade. My uh, apparently my great grandfather was a mason, masonry mm -hmm. person. I guess um, Yes, and um, I think most uh, many Italians were, and he was apparently maybe a mummer. We haven't confirmed it, so maybe it is also genetic. Um, I don't know, but I am not a mummer. Genetically attracted to parades. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I gotta have that sequin in my blood. Yeah, I don't know, um, but it is kind of fun. I just, I really love uh, the what it's done for my relationship with my body to be honest um obviously my relationship with my community i've made incredible friends that i talk to every day that are in my crew and 
I really have been nice to myself. I, pictures are taken constantly. Video is taken constantly. People have pictures and video of me that I don't know and I never will know. They could be people that came to visit and saw me in a parade. And I am just so happy to be in a body that has, you know, offered me this privilege to be able to dance and almost be entertainment um, to folks and, and, and be in the fun. I think if you're really, really self-conscious about your body, there's actually something so cool about adorning yourself and costuming and envisioning a theme and being creative and just seeing your body not as you know something that you see perfect but something that is just part of a vision I just think it's so cool yes absolutely I love the way that you put that and I was actually going to ask about that and move into that when we're talking about joyful movement because I think where it really is, is it's rewiring the connections that a lot of folks have with movement, not necessarily you, because you've always had some kinds of relationships with exercise. But for a lot of people, they might not. Um, this might be like the thing that is their thing only. You have yeah. other forms of movement outside of this. And how how good that is overall for doing something that in the moment is fun, even though there's a work involved, there is work involved, there is training involved, there's planning involved. But what that does to rewire your brain and your relationship with movement and how that has a ripple effect effect on your body image in other places, like how you're like, yeah, I'm going to get dressed. I'm going to wear this shit. Like I'm going to wear it. Um, and knowing that you're like, yeah, people have pictures of me for, for me, some, something comparable is teaching virtually and watching yes and watch, watching playback videos of myself teaching fitness and having to do those edits and having to come face to face with my body more frequently than I ever did before because mm -hmm. I'm watching the video and making sure that it looks okay to post to my membership but something like that can really really bring you home to yourself we're talking about home um and and really change how you feel about yourself like it brings you a lot more confidence it brings you it joy. does um and you are part of something in this case so you're a part of a community in this case your body is one but you are one of many and so i think that that form of joyful movement can be so valuable and it doesn't again it doesn't have to be marching it can be it can be something else it can be um like in philly a lot of people like a lot of friends that i have have done like dragon boat racing exactly um, exactly like, there are so many things in other places like if you're doing surfing if you're taking a beginner surf class like all of these things where like surfing surfing comes with a costume in a lot of ways like yeah sure oh <laughs> scuba diving very expensive costume right yes. so like these activities where we are engaging our bodies and where we are definitely getting stronger. Um, six miles is not maybe a lot for someone like Maria who runs and like voluntarily, um, <laughs> but, but six miles is a lot. Like it's, it's a lot to dance. It's a lot to prepare for. So, it's something to work up to. It's something yeah. to, it's something to keep your, your efforts up towards. Cause it's not just like a couple blocks and a couple blocks is great to start. And a couple blocks is a good goal when you're working up towards many more blocks. So I think just like having something fun to work towards also makes the movement feel 
less of like a chore and more of like a full thing. Yes. It just feels like a project. I'm putting in a little bit of effort. It's a group project. Everybody does their share. It's definitely <laughs> that, a group project. It's in definitely, head. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm hoping so. You know, I will also say something interesting, which is like doing all the work and, you know, um, getting your body ready, getting the costume ready. There's an interesting element of, yes, there's all this preparation and building and creating, that there is a huge element of acceptance um, that has to be addressed and I think embraced in a crew like ours where you're not wearing a lot of clothes. Like you you could be, um, but generally our outfits are, you know, really fun and they're short, it butts out, like it's all positive in that way. But we have to be real about chafing arm chafing, leg chafing, and talking to people in the group who are, have, who are in bodies like yours or know, oh, you do want to wear double tights. You don't want to do this. You don't want to have a sequin top because your arm's going to get all, all roughed up or, Irritating, you know, yeah. just talking about um, how bodies handle different movement and what it feels like to be in your body. I mean, just be able to talk it through and have folks that get it. Someone, we have a group, an Instagram group and someone said, what do you do about blisters? What do you do about this? What do you do about that? And to have people come together and say, yeah, bodies do things. And nobody has a perfect body and movement ever. And we have to address these things so that we can be comfortable and have fun. Um, Maybe that's also part of that improved body image is I'm no longer like, oh, I wish I could pull this off. It's I'm going to wear this outfit because I want to. What's going to make this the most comfortable? Is it worth it? I mean, people leave parts of their outfit on the route or like pop it in a, in a bag yeah. somewhere because they're like, I can't possibly wear this. I'm restricted. So it's really about, especially dancing, it is about making space for your body so you can show up, which I just, I would love that experience for everyone, not to be in the parade, obviously, but to be able to say when you're in movement, how do I make this feel more like me? How do I fully show up and be present? Um, and to have that camaraderie is great. And that, that's also, I think, something to consider if you are local, if you are in a, in a marching crew, you know, or you want to be um, finding people that are like, you know, that are like you and also different from you, because those different perspectives about bodies are so helpful. Yeah, there's a ton of value. And there's a ton of ways that working with other people whether you are in a crew whether again like i said you're doing like something like dragon boat you're going to dance classes you're even in online communities like our community like sharing um resources with one another yeah what shoes are you wearing what leggings do you like what sports bra the sports bra conversation in my membership is like never ending we gotta like talk about sports bras um but like not having a lot of shame because there is often a lot of shame and guilt that comes up around movement and bodies and ability and and like you said chafing um people feel like they're on their own with these type of things like people feel like particularly if you grew up uh as someone who is bigger someone who's who is larger someone who is still bigger someone who's considered fat like if you're fat and you you make these feelings may or these things may feel like they are solely your thing like the underboob chafing or like you said the arms the armpits the inner thighs like if you don't know anyone else is experiencing that there can be a lot of shame around it so being like let's be real we're double tighting we got the mega babe you have to like 
you, you should wear this under your arms or you should be prepared for this. Um, the correct shoes for your feet, you know, like making sure that your feet are going to make it. Um, and just being so very honest and being so very yourself and focusing on yourself. Like I, I'm in this crew. I don't want to let my friends down. I want to go with my friends. I want to have fun. What does it take to get me there? Yeah. Hell yeah. To end it, to be, to respond and reply with that same level of compassion and support to others who ask you questions, right? They're there to help you get there and you're how to help, you're there to help them. Um, you know, Lauren, I don't know if I told you this. I have three clients in my crew. That's amazing. Three. Um, and I have, there are, you know, mental health providers in our crew who I don't know if they would be able to do that. Like they'd be able to like share that space. But what's right, funny right, is, right. you know, I'll have someone in group uh, Monday morning and I'll see them Monday night at practice or someone that works out at my gym. Um, I've had a couple of people from my gym join and it's just, it's sweet because we actually get to practice the things that we do in group or in sessions. We have to bring them to life um, in these opportunities. So I'm so honored. I don't think it's weird at all. I freaking love it. Yes, that's so, I mean, just from the pictures alone, and like you said, there's going to be so many pictures. Not that Maria doesn't like getting her picture taken, everyone. Um, <laughs> bing, 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 bing. I am a photogenic but, you know, girly. Just bringing it all together and really, like you said, focusing on the community. Community isn't how everyone finds joyful movement, but I think that there is such a an amazing, you know, opportunity. Like you said, there's a lot of opportunities in finding community and moving your body in community as a grown ass woman doing multiple costume changes, like yeah. going to March on a Monday, like what, what is going on? But it's so, it's so wholesome and, and hilarious and exciting as your friend. To witness <laughs> because I'm just like, who is she? <laughs> I think a lot of people wonder that. I mean, to think that uh, we had a workshop oh, a week ago and I had to be dressed for dress rehearsal and I was dressed at 10 a.m. so that I could be ready for our workshop at 11. Full, full makeup. Full, full makeup, makeup. Full makeup. The only thing that wasn't was my phony pony. Um, I mean, everything was pretty much ready to go. And to think Thank like. Thank God, because the way you act with that phony pony is not allowed. <laughs> Yeah, there there are some conversations Lauren and I had about um, if I had certain body parts that looked different, I wouldn't know how to act, and that's just the, I will leave it phony, at that. Phony is, phony, phony, phony is, is one is one. Um, well, yeah. Um, so I did leave it off for obviously so I could be a professional <laughs> and not my alter ego. Uh, but I mean, it just kind of uh, I don't know. I have really just enjoyed um, the creativity and the silliness and the openness and it just it is movement and it's hard movement you have to memorize we have 14 dances 14 I, it's a lot to learn and um to give yourself grace and making mistakes and getting the wrong foot and being able to laugh at yourself I mean what great lessons to learn absolutely so you're saying that it's a little serious but a little unserious as well I'm saying that exactly yes it's yes. a little bit of you and a little bit of me baby we put it all together and <laughs> throw some glitter and a phony pony on it, and it is Mardi Gras. 
Thank you so much, Maria, for sharing with us. I just think that this is a super valuable thing. Number one, for people to get an inside look at like what even is going on over there. They see you dressed up. And I, I mean, again, I had no idea. Um, but also to really start thinking about what their version of this is. What is your version of marching in Mardi Gras parades? Like, what is your version of being in a crew? And you might not know and you might not find out this year you might not find out immediately but there is a is a space for you to try these new things and yeah look to connect whether it's in real life or virtually finding a community and finding joyful movement and what that looks like for you is like such an amazing intention and goal to take into this next year it is we heal in community you know we don't we don't heal in isolating perfectionist spaces. We heal and grow and become more like ourselves in the company of others that make space for us to be that person. And I can't emphasize enough, finding your crew is just, um, you know, it's, it's something that you owe to yourself, I think. Thanks so much for sharing. Thank you. Yeah, I had fun. Uh, everything, all the deliverables for this episode are just going to be different <laughs> pictures of Maria in different outfits. We're going to turn all of them into memes. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, I'll allow it. We'll see how it's it gonna goes. Be, it's it's, it's going to be perfect. And if you listen to this episode, you could just anticipate those uh, those amazing shots of Maria. <laughs> and if you're near Maria in proximity, you can go watch her. Yes, yes. I'm on the sidewalk side in most parades. So I would love to see you. Please shout my name very loudly. <laughs> Throw some jello shots into her mouth. <laughs> I haven't practiced uh, that accuracy yet, but I will do my best. Thank you for Who feeding cares? me. You can you can feed the models. You can feed the dancers. <laughs> you can. Thanks so much for sharing, Maria. We love you. Love you Bye. too. Bye.